So this week, I am sharing a really exciting announcement. And if you're listening live this week, I'm also bringing back one part of my three-part series on how to unlock the power of ChatGPT. And I'm doing both of these things because I just launched a new ChatGPT resource for nonprofits that I am so, so excited about. It's the nonprofit ChatGPT headquarters. So for those of you who are longtime listeners, you have heard me talk about ChatGPT before. I am really bought into this tool. It is not some fancy, super techie tool that needs to be built out and figured out. It should be as integrated into your workflow and as simple as Google Docs. It's a capacity builder and a time saver. And my goal is to make it easy for organizations, particularly small and growing organizations where time and money and capacity are really an issue to tap into the power of ChatGPT. If you aren't, you're leaving capacity on the table and I want to help you solve that problem. So I took the questions and the conversations that I've been having with nonprofits for the last really six or seven months and turned it into a concrete tool, which is one of my favorite things to do. The nonprofit ChatGPT headquarters is an all-in-one workspace that supports you at every phase of using ChatGPT in your workflow, from giving you ideas to giving you prompts that you can cut and paste right into ChatGPT, to giving you an already built out place to save and organize the prompts that you like, the personalities that you try, and all of the work that you do using ChatGPT. So, If you are still on the fence about ChatGPT, listen to this week's episode. If you're listening to a different episode and hearing this preview, head on over to this week's episode and get inspired. And when you're ready to take the next step and start saving you and your team hours of time and brain energy every week, you can head to brookrichiebabbage.com backslash ChatGPT dash HQ and grab the workspace. Enjoy. Hi, thanks so much for tuning into the Nonprofit Mastermind podcast. Every week, I do a deep dive into the strategies and mindset behind launching, scaling, and leading a high impact nonprofit. I'm your host, Brooke Ritchie Babbage. Thanks so much for joining me this week. So, welcome to 2022. It sounds really crazy. It feels crazy for me to say that number, 2022. Um, somehow, it was just 2019, um, but here we are. I hope you all had a chance to unplug and recenter over the holidays. I know for me, I always push myself to take real time off during the holiday season, and it's really stressful on the front end um, to plan for that and to sort of think about unplugging. But then always without fail on the back end, I reap the benefits with focus and energy and a much greater sense of of purpose and um what that means for this podcast is that i took a few weeks off and now i'm really excited to be diving back in i have some great interviews and conversations coming up in the next few weeks and months and i am organizing my solo shows 
around um, the framework that I use in my teaching and coaching, uh, which I call the architecture of impact. And I'm going to talk more about what that means. But I wanted to start off our year on this podcast with sort of a framing conversation, a little mini training and introduction to a framework that I actually think is the sort of core of how leaders who are growing their organizations, trying to have high impact organizations need to think about um, making sure that everything is calibrated correctly. It's a really simple framework for organizing every aspect um, of your organizational leadership and operations. So I thought I'd start off the year by walking through that. So here's the basic idea, architecture of impact. We talk about impact in so many ways. We think about impact tactically um, as part of our organization's programs and evaluation and funding. We talk about the impact that we want programs to have on people. We talk about how we're going to measure impact on outcomes like school attendance or reduction in brown space or sense of community, confidence, etc. We also talk about impact in generative ways, um, more sort of at an organizational level. Why do we do what we do? What is the impact that we care about having in the world? We want to transform our communities. We want to help families build generational wealth. We want to change the trajectory of people's lives. This impact that we envision is our organizational North Star. It's what guides us programmatically and more broadly operationally. If we're doing it right, it serves as a foundation for our strategic vision, our fundraising, our hiring, who we partner with, who we invite onto the board. The impact that we envision is our why and should actually provide the framework for our how, right? how we do our work. And so when we talk about the architecture of impact, what I mean is that there is a method to achieving our impact. There's an architecture behind the achievement of the impact that we envision. There are bones that give it shape. There are specific concrete structures and systems and processes that all healthy, high-impact organizations set up to enable them to achieve their impact. Every element of your vision of impact has, in concrete terms, an architecture. And you want to think about the architecture that's required. What are the structures, systems, and processes that you're going to put in place to achieve the particular aspects of your vision for impact? So my architecture of impact framework really offers the broad strokes of how to think about, define, and set up whatever that architecture is for your organization. I'm going to go into more detail about the sort of core elements of the architecture, but I wanted to mention that I've created a worksheet that you can download to help you map out your organization's impact architecture. And it's inside my new Architecture of Impact Toolkit, which you can access at richiebabbage.com backslash Architecture of Impact. 
toolkit. Um, inside the toolkit, you're going to find a collection of podcasts, um, access to my bi-weekly six-minute strategy mini trainings, which are all about the aspects of this architecture of impact and worksheets and resources, etc. And they're all about concrete systems and structures to undergird and support your impact. So you can go to richiebabbage.com backslash architecture of impact toolkit and get the worksheet for this particular podcast as well as some other cool stuff. So the architecture of impact within every high impact organization is made up of the same three core elements. They're always the same three. They are clarity, capital, and capacity. Clarity, capital, and capacity. So I'm gonna walk through all three. What I will say is that irrespective of the size of the organization, the nature of the mission, where the organization is located, who is leading, who's on the board, it's always these same three elements. These are just the core sort of architectural elements of every healthy high impact organization. And so you want to consider these three elements and calibrate them the right way to make sure that you are having um, that you're heading in, in the direction of the impact that you want to have. I'll also, as a side note, say that in my impact accelerator program, where we're talking specifically about growing or scaling an organization, the key to scaling in a healthy way is looking at these three elements and recalibrating them in the right way. And so they are broad elements, clarity, capacity, and capital. And the nuances within each, that's what sets different organizations apart. So how you approach um, raising capital, how you approach structuring or building your capacity, that's going to change based um, on lots of factors in your organization. But it is always the same three elements. So I want to walk through them here and talk a little bit about how they all fit together. So the first element of the architecture of impact in this framework is clarity. And this is really about the ability of the people on your team to identify and articulate precisely how your mission is being operationalized, where the organization is going, and why. These are questions like, do you know how your mission directly translates to your programs? So for smaller organizations, a lot of times, and, and this was definitely the case for me when I was first starting my organization, I had a really clear understanding of my mission, my sort of reason for being, and I had really awesome programs and sort of work that I was doing. And I grew fairly quickly in the, in the early years organizationally, and there was a sort of a disconnect between the mission and the programs. Both were great and both made sense. There was an internal logic to each of them, but the relationship between them, essentially my theory of change, got uh, messy and got fuzzy. And that made it really hard to draw connections for potential funders and donors and supporters and partners. They could see what we were doing. They could see that we had a mission. Um, but it took me a lot of sentences, a lot of words to really explain the connection. So the clarity there is what's the clear connection between your mission and the work that you're doing? Another question around clarity, is your program model clear and does it align with the metrics that you say 
you are tracking, right? Does do your programs actually line up to help you achieve the tactical impact that you are trying to achieve? This is also about uh, strategic planning. Do you have a three-year strategic plan that clearly articulates your priorities, your goals, and your strategies, and that is actually guiding your choices? That's not just sitting on a shelf somewhere. Do you have annual plans that everyone on your team helps create and that map onto your longer-term priorities and goals so that it is clear at every point in time where the organization is going and how it's going to get there? This element of sort of strategic clarity is really critical um, for three reasons in particular. First, it helps you know when and how to say no. And saying no is actually way more powerful and way more important and way more difficult than knowing when to say yes to the many opportunities uh, for yes that will come across your, your desk. You have to be able to identify with some confidence which program directions are not exactly right, which partners are perhaps exciting but not exactly right, um, which board members, which potential hires. You have to know when and how to say no so that you clear the way to actively seek out and cultivate the exact right staff people, board members, funders, donors, partners, etc. Um, that clarity is how you move forward with confidence, um, saying no to things that can be distractions and that can really lead to a misallocation of resources. And that's really, really common. Things that are super exciting to us, um, our brains want them to fit, right? They, we want potential partners that are are great you know for five reasons we want those partnerships to work even if they perhaps take us a little bit off course and so that that strategic clarity is really critical because um getting off course means we will have to do a course correction at some point um, and that can be very expensive and time consuming Second, the strategic clarity helps to orient and ground all of the people that are under your tent. This is your staff, your board, your advisors, your ambassadors, everybody that is working with you towards the achievement of the impact that you are trying to have. So as you move through your year and everyone's working on what they're working on, the sharpness and clarity of your program model, of your vision, of your plans, will keep everyone on the same page. That's really, really fundamental. And then third, this clarity actually allows you to move into the types of conversations that are critical for achieving high impact, particularly if you are trying to grow. This clarity allows you to sit down one-on-one -on -one with potential board members and advisors and partners and a and a different kind of donor, right? Major donors. They're looking for real clarity in your vision, in your plans, in your finances. They want to know who you are, what you're doing, and how you're going to get there. Ultimately, you build your impact by bringing more people into your vision 
and leveraging resources in service of that vision. And you must be clear about who you are, about your work, about why it's the right work, and about your envision, your vision for impact um, in order to, um, to bring those people in and to leverage those resources. So that first piece of the architecture is all about clarity. The second element of the architecture of impact is capital. Um, and these don't go in a particular order. This is just the second one that I'm talking about, capital. And this is about money, fundraising and finances. This is about whether or not you have the resources and the financial infrastructure you need to fuel your mission and your work. These are questions like, do you have a budget and financials that are effective storytelling tools? Right? Does your budget accurately tell the story of the cost of your vision? Does it allow donors to see what it will actually take to make your vision real? So that goes hand in hand with the clarity piece, right? Do you have a fundraising plan that is strategic in nature? and not just a catalog of your planned activities, which is way more common and significantly less effective. Do you have a finance plan that allows you to define and track the financial health of your organization? Do you have a definition of financial health? Do you have key financial indicators that you and your team know about and track that aren't just about how much money is in your bank account, which hint is not a good key financial indicator <laughs> um, or key indication of, of financial health by itself. Do you have systems in place for expanding your network of donors consistently? Ultimately, anyone leading an organization thinks about fundraising and finances all the time, right? So this is not new. The key and why this is about architecture of impact is that you have to think about fundraising and finances or your capital strategically and in terms of systems. You don't just want to do fundraising activities. You want to have a fundraising engine, a set of fundraising systems and processes. You don't just want to have a budget and um, a stack of financials that you review quarterly with your board or monthly or even weekly. You want to have a system of financial health that allows you to grow in a stable way. So the third element in the architecture framework is capacity. And this is really about people power. And I think the key here, the key to this piece of the architecture framework is that capacity is not just your staff. Your capacity is your staff and your board and your structured network. That is the people in your network that you have developed structured relationships with. And as you grow, and I talk about this in my in my accelerator, it's really important to build this structured network because it expands your capacity. It's very high ROI. You want advisors, you want strategic partners, you want things like junior board members, you want ambassadors. These people represent people power capacity that can be allocated strategically to actually get you to your impact. So you want to look around and ask, do you have the right people in the right roles? Um, are the right people on your staff? Are they in the right roles on your staff? Are the right people on your board? Should some of them be advisors? Should some advisors be your board? Do you have the right ambassadors? Are they saying the right thing? 
Um, are they bringing in the right people? Do you have your staff structured the right way to support the workflows that will actually guide you to your impact? Do you have a board that are real partners? Do you have a structured network of advisors and volunteers and, ambas and ambassadors? You also want to think about how you manage and spend and allocate energy on the relationships that can build your capacity. Are you just focused on your staff or are you actually allocating sufficient energy to building out this structured network? Um, because that builds your capacity as you are able to do that. The key here is that none of us can do this alone. And as part of your architecture, it's important to think about capacity very, very fully and broadly, not just your staff and not even just your board and your staff, right? You wanna think about where you can find and leverage all of the people power in your network, all of your capacity. So those are the elements of the architecture of impact clarity, capital, and capacity. And the power in them, the power in the framework, is how they feed off of one another and intersect. How much more easily you build partners and find board members and raise funding when you have a clear vision. How having more funding allows you to expand and right-size your capacity or expand your programming, drive increased impact. When these three elements work together, you have a scalable, sustainable, high-impact nonprofit. So that's it for today. That's what I wanted to walk through. Um, I hope you found that framework interesting and useful in your own thinking as you head into 2022. Um, as you're mapping out your year, I really encourage you to think about the, the core elements of the architecture of your impact. Right. Think about your fundraising and your financing and your capacity, your structured networks and your staff and your board. Um, think about your budget and your, your definition of financial health, all of the things. Um, you can check out the toolkit with the worksheet that I created to help you think through how these three elements are showing up in your own architecture. And again, as a reminder, you can find it at richiebabbage.com backslash architecture of impact toolkit. Thank you for joining me on this week's episode of the Nonprofit Mastermind Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you think this podcast and the guests and conversations and trainings could benefit another leader in your life, I'd love if you would share with your friends. As a reminder, you can access the download for this episode at richiebabbage.com backslash architecture of impact toolkit. And finally, if you'd like more leadership resources and strategies in your life, you can sign up for my weekly newsletter, Leadership Forward 321. Every week, I curate and share three articles, two resources, and a quote on a theme. You can sign up at richiebabbage.com backslash leadership forward 321. That's all for now. Have a great week, and I will see you back here next week for more Mastermind.